welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Okay, hello, welcome to episode 481 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Ed Lamb, and my good pal, Sean Orford. How are you doing, Sean? Have you finished that chocolate yet? Well, I'm trying to. Um, <laughs> it's an awful responsibility having to sort out all these chocolates from Christmas. No, oh, I know. Um, well, I would, I would say send some our way, but yeah, we're still getting through uh, through the mounds of stuff. I actually just had the last mince pie at my lunch for lunch this morning, or as part of my lunch. So, tough job, eh? Yes, in fact, we've got some mince pies out there that need eating that I need to uh, yeah. look at those. Mm. Well, if you have any trouble, send them my way. Yeah, right. it's a hard job. We got some uh, chocolate and ginger mince pies, and those are very interesting. Oh, right, nice. Mm. Okay, cool. Mm. Yeah, um, I joke around, but yeah, I'm actually, uh, I, I did hop on the scales over Christmas. Um, and yeah, I'm at a rec- record weight, which, you know, I think I might have said that actually in a previous episode. So I probably need to uh, ease off a little bit soon and. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's when you get on the talking scale and it says, one at a time, please. <laughs> then, you, you know, you've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're not talking about that today. We're talking about, well, my, the, the tentative title was Grief, Family Bother and All That Shite. <laughs> 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 I might try and find something a bit snappier and, um, yeah, a bit less feisty. But, uh, yeah, basically, we're, we're talking about loosely what's going on in the news around uh, the royal squabble at the moment between Harry and family and, and all that kind of stuff. Not that either as I think are kind of especially like ec- ec- expert in, in all that history, but um, there's, there's interesting things that we can discuss and kind of apply to your average everyday Joe. Hey. Yeah. And I, I think that there, there are issues about, um, you know, what is it that everybody's going on about? Yeah. And why are they going on about it? Um, and well, we, we'll, we'll, maybe, to, maybe later on, actually, remind me to come back to it, but maybe we should come back to why we're all so, I say all, not everyone, why it, why we're all so interested in, in this kind of soap opera. Um, but that's what I was going to say was, does it really matter? Yeah, it doesn't you know. really. And I guess us discussing it... <laughs> Um, just adds to the noise, doesn't it? But hey ho, here we are, and there are things we can learn from from that partic- this particular family incident that, yeah. we can, that we can use to improve our own lives, rather than just maybe adding to all the hot air uh, and the, the idle chit chat. I, I mean, from a, a psychological point of view, I would say that um, that he particularly, I think she as well. Um, but he, Harry, is uh, is is a damaged soul, mm. um, and uh, we can all see, you know, the kind of things that went on to damage him. Um, but uh, it, it's as though, uh, and I think this is true for all of us. So everyone that's listening to this, take this into account. Yeah, is that um, the human, the human psyche. Is like a race. So imagine people doing the 100-yard dash. 
right? At any one point, if you take a picture, some things, some people are going to be further up the track than others, and some are going to be back. Right? Now, that's what it's like inside your personality. That physically you might be advanced, or cognitively you might be advanced, or emotionally you might be advanced. It could be that cognitively and physically you're way ahead of where you are emotionally, um, which I think is what happens to lots of people. So it's like, what emotional age are we? And usually it's the last time we were allowed to show free emotion. So I will see managing directors who will lose their temper and then will go red in the face and stamp their feet like they're a toddler. Uh, I mean, literally, stamp their feet and go, oh, no. Um, And what they're saying is the last time that they showed free emotion was when they were maybe two years old. Wow. That kind of thing. Now, I I think if you look at Harry, um, you're probably looking at the last time he showed emotion was before he was 11. So you're you're looking at a child of kind of 10 or 11. You're not looking at an adult male. I think uh, that's... Emotionally. Cognitively and physically you are, but the emotions are back. They're, they're, they're immature. They haven't grown. Yeah. yeah, well, I think that's around... I, I, have, I haven't been watching much. I haven't seen all the interviews he's done. I've just seen little clips here and there as I've been scrolling, doom scrolling on the TV and online... But he did mention, you know, that I think that he really wasn't allowed to show much emotion when his mum was killed and when she died and around the, the funeral yeah. and stuff. So that would that would kind of back up your theory, I guess, there. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's what happens is is that we get trapped um, at a point, you know, what was the last point we were allowed to share emotion? And lots of, um, of therapies, emotional therapies, like rebirthing therapy and stuff like that, are all about how can you connect back to those past emotions and let them go. Right. Let them free, you know. Yeah. Um, um, and a lot of pain that we all experience is about that, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I mean, the, the news has re- reached a bit of a crescendo, really, and uh, the kind of cynic in me would say that it's – no coincidence that this book's come out at the same time that the crown is on Netflix as well at the same time. And well, the Harry, Harry did a Netflix special, I think, didn't he? Maybe. Um, Oh yeah. There's a kind of a three part series about him and Megan and a new life together, which is on Netflix. So yeah, no coincidence. This stuff's all happening now. Um, but it's all money, money, money. Ooh. Yeah, and I'm, I don't get my. I'm not great with history, actually. I haven't. I didn't study it much at school beyond a certain age, and I don't get my mm-hmm. history from the crown. I know that it's kind of um, it distorted things a little bit in the name of entertainment. I am watching the current series at the moment. I'm about four episodes in, and it's quite interesting actually. But it's not what really happened, I'm sure, and I'm sure they've kind of jazzed things up quite a lot. So you got to remember that when you're watching all this stuff. And I did actually watch a film last year called Spencer. I think it's called Spencer, which is kind of yeah. intimate look at Princess Diana, her life, yeah. a certain period of her life. Um, and I, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it is a kind of, it's it's a story uh, that will echo through the ages. It's almost kind of Shakespearean, isn't it? You, you can just, you know, that in 100, 200 years, assuming civilization is still still ticking over, 
that we'll still talk about Princess Diana in the same way that we talk about other royals from the history of because it's quite a but the, but the thing is that when you're telling the story of somebody from several hundred years ago we can all accept that we're kind of approximating something yeah. you know when someone's quite close then the approximations become more difficult yeah because then we've all got an opinion well I was there and, and I saw that and this you know it's a different experience. Yeah, we all still have our own little stories, don't we, about where we were when we found out yeah. she'd been killed and Dodie had died and all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah. it's still quite fresh in the memory, which is why maybe people are reacting so vehemently and having to like pick a side. I'm finding within my own family and friends circles that WhatsApp groups are kind of, certain groups are kind of on the side of Harry and Meghan. Others are on the more the royal side, that kind of thing. And I'm Yeah. I'm not really picking a side. I'm just, I'm, fast, I'm interested by it. And also I think just it's quite depressing <clears> in some ways that, because I guess maybe it mirrors things or kind of, it's kind of a on a grander scale, things that you see in everyday life ourselves, you know, with issues in our own families, you and I, and people listening to this all have everyone that you, you meet in your life will have their own little things going on in their lives, won't they? That are uh, smaller or maybe not yeah. a version of what Harry and uh, and his family are going through. And and it's like from my own point of view, I am disconnected from my natal family. I have nothing to do with any of them. Um, and uh, whether they all meet and play happy families, I don't know. Mm. But from that point of view, I guess I'm the equivalent <coughs> of Harry in uh, in California. Yeah. And. Uh, if we were in a position where um, I was sat down with my siblings and we were sharing our experience when we were young, whether we would all agree or not, don't have a clue. Uh, I did mention my uh, sisters in one of the books, and uh, I did. I was communicated with, as in, do not do that again. Oh right, kind of communication. You know what I mean. <laughs> Um, and, I mean, they have the right to to say no. I don't, you know, I don't want to be named or mentioned. Yeah, I guess what's interesting about this situation is that Harry's free of the the shackles of uh, of being a royal, which is, has its ups and downs. So he's able to talk and say what he wants. Whereas you know, life as a royal family member comes with the understanding that you just you don't kind of comment on stuff like this, and you you don't do your washing in public and all that kind of stuff. So we're getting this kind of one-sided story, aren't we? But interestingly, like, I don't know, lots of people back the royals because it's just such a part of our culture and history that, yeah, whatever the royal family do, some people just, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter. So it's... But um, I've had quite a few people saying the equivalent of, who cares? Yeah. I mean, really, in the end, who cares? Mm. Um, and that's quite real. In lots of ways, <laughs> it is. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of instinctively. That's what I kind of think. But then I think, as we're just discussing now, um, people do care for one reason or another. And yeah, there are. Uh, we all have our own little things, don't we? With with families are really complex things, and not not all of us have like a have newspapers and book mm. deals to kind of communicate this stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, when you're working with with individuals and sometimes families. I don't know. Do you ever mediate between family members or try and yeah. 
bring things yeah, back together? I, I, mediation is a good word in that situation. I mean, sometimes you do get involved in family therapy, um, which can be more complex in many ways. But yes, I've I've mediated in families. Um, and usually that is siblings trying to reconnect with parents. Mm. Um, I mean, I've done it. The stuff I've done, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've done it in just very loose, tiny little ways, you know, when there's very, very minor family fallings out. But what's it like when things are really, like, the shit's really hitting the fan? And uh, um, is it hard? How hard is it to judge? It's not your job, is it, to necessarily bring people together? It's your job just to kind of. Yeah, I mean, that's a bit like when you're doing couples work. It's like people assume that if someone is in couples therapy that they're seeking to get back together and sort stuff out. And it might not be that. It might be that what you're doing is you're using the therapy to negotiate rules of engagement for the future, but also it may be that you're trying to negotiate an ending, which is the least damaging possible okay. and being fair with money and kids kids rights and issues um and sometimes those are <clears throat> quite complex therapeutic issues especially if either member of the couple had a difficult childhood with their own parents and you know because then they're they're kind of they've got this other model in their head um, yeah. Which is one of the things which is probably going on for Harry. Now, I don't really know about Megan's story, but it sounds like she's had quite a damaged life as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah, she's got daddy issues as well, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if, if Harry knocks on your door now, or Harry and Megan, or um, what would be the first steps, knowing what you know and kind of what way would I take you I take his bank card <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and a free copy um, <laughs> now I mean the the first thing would be what are you looking for what do you want what do you want out of this why are you doing it um and and that's that's a really important thing isn't it and it's like um everything we do is consequential so there's there's a consequence to what they're doing now. So what's the consequence that they're looking for? Yeah. You know, is it that they want to shame people? Do they want people to come forward and apologise in some way? Um, you know, I mean, I, I I hear different things, both directly and indirectly, like sound behind the words, kind of thing. Yep. You know. Um, and through to do they do they want to hurt people? You know that's a, that's a very real thing as well, isn't it? I mean, what they're doing would be perceived as as quite hurtful by people on the other end of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. do you do you try and like climb people down from that situation where they're potentially hurting other people, or they've got the, that as the goal in mind? Yeah, yeah. and and very often, if, if people's attitudes are very destructive. I won't really have a lot to do with it. Mm. I will I will pull away from it and say, well, you know, you you have to decide what you're gonna do, but um I'm not playing the game. Yeah. And I'm not gonna help you construct a negative um thing. You know, if you want to start a positive thing, that's different. Okay. You know? Yeah. I take it that usually goes down 
like a lead balloon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If someone, because someone will very often say, you know, but why can't you see it from my side? You know, and one of the things that Harry said, well, there's always two sides to a story, you know. And I'm thinking, yes, isn't that exactly it? You know, why haven't you got the other side to the story sat beside you now, yeah. rather mm-hmm. than than just bleating your side of the story? Yeah, it would be fascinating, wouldn't it, to know what if there is any communication still there at all, any text messages with his brother or speaking with his dad every few three or four weeks, or who knows what it seems like. But I, I, I could imagine that um, for both his father and his brother. And and the others, you know, the aunts and, and the uncles kind of way. Um, the once once Harry and Meghan have done what they've done, whether they'll ever be able to get back is questionable. But even if they did, whether anybody would feel safety in actually talking to them and communicating with them. Mm. You know, would they actually feel like, yes, these are safe people to talk to because there, there's likely to be that feeling um, that whatever you say to these people is going to end up on the media in some way. And that's the thing that Harry is accusing them of. And uh, that's really interesting because Harry and Meghan seem to be doing the very thing that they're complaining that other people did to them. <laughs> okay, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um so I, I don't know. I mean, uh, it all makes um, good television. Um, I, I Although apparently um, his book was supposed to be the best-selling non-fiction book of all time or whatever, um, apparently a lot of the bookshops that stayed open or opened early to, yeah. to maximise sales didn't have anyone coming in or there was only like two people there kind of stuff. Oh. So I don't know how those sales have come about, but yeah. But I mean, I, I guess it's entertaining, um, and we'll make good episodes of The Crown in years to come. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was thinking about that about whether the, the, this will be the last series in a while because we're just kind of getting a bit too close to modern day life, really. To yeah, give it that historical um, aspect. Uh, but when does history become history and not current? You know, how long? That's a good question. Yeah, I, I don't know whether it just takes a certain generation to... Is, isn't there something in Parliament where um, you can release documents so many years after? I don't yeah. know how long it is, though. 50-odd years or something like that. Yeah. Is it 50, yeah? Mm, something like that. Yeah, for all the classified stuff. Maybe. Um yeah, interesting. But yeah, in terms of our listeners, they might have family feuds bubbling, small, big, medium. Um, are we just, are we talking mainly about communication, or before before that stage, people need to have a better idea of what it is they want? Very often, at the point when things have got that difficult, you can't communicate directly. You need a third party. You need the mediation. Okay. Um, and like I say, people that do couples therapy um people get confused because they think the couples therapy is all, always about trying to make things right and yes it might be making things right but that doesn't mean to say that you're going to be together 
Mm. You know, you may still have a communication um, in progress, especially about kids and money and all that kind of stuff, but it may be the, the result of the of the process is that you're not together, but you're not together positively rather than negatively. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of that in the royal family history, isn't there, in terms of relationships that have kind of either stuck together because they had to or because they wanted to. Or, yeah, they've been kind of like with Charles and Diana, where there were other people in the relationship and they just kind of agreed to go their separate ways but maintain a certain kind of public-facing, um, yeah, appearance. So, yeah, yeah, people are weird. People are weird. Well, one of the things... One of the things that I'm not clear about, not that I need to be clear about it, um, is whether Andrew and Fergie are back together, together, not together, whatever they're doing, or are they just good mates? Yeah, me neither. I, I mean, I keep I'm watching the crowd. And I keep having to check who's who and like who's this again? Which one's that? And uh, I'm not that much of like a royalist or a, like historically minded person to know exactly who's who and which one's princess anne and princess margaret and fergie and andrew and yep. edward is it princess is there another edward i can't remember um yeah. but yeah <laughs> interesting mm. there's a couple of links i'm going to link to that, yeah. uh, a blog post about royal uh, life lessons from the royal family things we can learn from them some of the, one of them's a little bit kind of bit of a fluff piece but interesting nonetheless um, but mm-hmm. I'll, see, I'll see if there's other things I can find that kind of relate a bit more to the current situation and uh, talk a bit more deeply than the tabloid nonsense that's going around just to keep things productive and constructive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you? Have you yeah. got a resource of the week? <clears throat> um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think that when you're talking about this kind of stuff, it's like either you've got to sit back and sit and view it from a distance, um, maybe learn some things from it, whatever, which means that the results will be going to watch the crown, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Go and listen to Harry. If you're going to relate it to yourself personally, <clears throat> then you need to look at, you know, can we communicate? Are we communicating? How can we improve the communication? Do we need a third party involved to help us with the communication? You know that that kind of stuff. So I mean, I, I think those those are the kind of resources that are relevant. Yeah. Um, if you want to do something with what you've got, it may be that you look at what you've got and you think, "Wow, that's amazing," and so you develop an attitude of gratitude for what's yeah. going on for you. Yeah. Very good. Um, okay. You're happy then. Anything else you want to mention before we go? No, no. I'm cool and groovy. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll link to the Crown and Harry's book as the yeah. resources in there, and people can. Uh, you know. So, are you are you going to get a copy of of Harry's book to read? No, definitely not. But uh, I, I would be interested to read a kind of a short synopsis of it, and um, you could listen to it on audio because it's recorded in audio at double speed. Him. Yeah, yeah, I might, <laughs> yeah, I might do. We'll see how we go. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'll think about it. <laughs> All right, Sean. Um, cool. I'll catch up with you next week again. And we'll, uh, yeah, anything else? Or are we all good to go? Yeah, no, that's fine. That's good. Sweet. All right, you have a good week. Okay. And you keep smiling. Take care. See you later. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.